Hello, and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that normally explores compelling themes in some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Chris. I'm Brittany. And this week, unlike our typical episode format, we will be doing another sorting chat. We will. But this will be a first for our sorting chats, and that typically <gasps> we use the sorting chat to sort non-Harry Potter characters into Harry Potter houses. Mm-hmm. But we decided today to look at some of the main characters in the Harry Potter franchise and see if maybe they could be resorted or sorted into other houses. A secondary house. There you go. Or, no, J.K. Rowling, you did this wrong. <laughs> They're actually in this house. Exactly. So this will be a sorting hat, sorting chat all about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So very, very exciting. This is our second week on a quasi-hiatus because you're going to be out of town. Uh-huh. So I'm currently out of town. You're out of town as the listeners are listening to this, but obviously not as we're recording this. How do you know? Magic. Time, time travel, right? We're coming at you from the past, uh-huh. present, future? Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe I have a time turner. <laughs> but uh, we did still want to get that content coming at you while we're gone, so that's why we wanted to at least record a, a nice little chort- sorting chat to, to tide you over. A chorting chat? A chorting chat. I'll chortle it to you for that. <laughs> so, I think the, the best place to start is with the Golden Trio. Yes. Um, I know that it's been said many times that they are all Gryffindors, but they represent the other three houses, where Hermione represents Ravenclaw, Ron represents Hufflepuff, and Harry represents Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you buy into that? I don't know. <laughs> I think Harry is very Slytherin. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, maybe maybe I'll know by the end of our conversation. Because he definitely is cunning. He definitely is resourceful. I think ambitious, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I think he doesn't like to put in a lot of work. So maybe that's why he doesn't always seem like he's super ambitious. Also because... He's being chased by people trying to kill him all the time, so mm. it's it's a little difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he did very much enjoy having the Half-Blood Prince totally. book so that he could be at the top of the class. And he enjoyed that status. You mm. know, he'd never had that before. He had always been, one, humiliated in that class because Snape was usually there. And two, maybe just not the best at it. Anyway, so yeah, he he definitely enjoyed that, I think. He has a love-hate relationship with his fame. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, so, so yeah, I see a lot of that in him. The only Hufflepuff, well, maybe he has a couple Hufflepuff parts to him. I think he does have loyalty, mm-hmm. right? He has loyalty to Dumbledore, he has loyalty to his parents, and then he found out for both of them that they weren't what he thought or sp- specifically his dad and and Dumbledore like it just like he was just gutted mm-hmm. you know from it and it was very difficult for him to process it mm-hmm. and, and he also is a fan of fair play totally because that's the only reason he's like oh well I found out this special secret about what the first task is I'm gonna tell Cedric because he's the only one who doesn't exactly. know so he does have that but he is not hardworking. he is not very patient he was not very good at finding horcruxes <laughs> true very true horcruxes 
Yeah, that's the thing is, I think that he's more Hufflepuff than Ron is. Because I think that yes, his agreed. loyalty is, yeah, very, very important to him. And Ron's loyal when it doesn't make him feel bad about himself. Mm-hmm. As soon as he feels bad about himself, his loyalty is just gone. In which case, maybe we would call that not loyalty. You yeah, know? exactly. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. So I definitely want to talk about Ron when yeah. we get there because there's a lot there that's pretty juicy too. But I think with Harry, he doesn't have that hard work, which is obviously very important to Hufflepuff. So I, I would probably say that he is more Slytherin than Hufflepuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he like exemplifies the heroic aspects of Slytherin, you know, and because I think that yeah. in a lot of ways he does show Hufflepuff qualities more than most of the other characters in the book other than perhaps Cedric Diggory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, also, we don't really know any other Hufflepuffs. That's besides true. Besides Cedric Diggory. Like, we know some in name, but Agreed. we don't get to see their character very much. Yeah, yeah. But I think that when people usually talk about it, they talk about, like, Neville or Ron. And I yeah. think that he's more Hufflepuff than either of them. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Again, when does he use the Cruciatus curse and mean it? When somebody spits in McGonagall's face. Yeah, that's a mistake. <laughs> right. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that, yes. is what he says. <laughs> and then he uses an unforgivable curse. Yeah. So And he means it. <laughs> yeah. But that, that would be Hufflepuff and Gryffindor, I think, combined, mm-hmm. right? It was like, this is wrong, and I have loyalty to totally. her. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up mm-hmm. between, I think his secondary house would be Slitherpuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he, he is Gryffindor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he is sorted correctly. Totally. The, also, the interesting question would be, if he had been sorted into Slytherin, mm-hmm. would he have gotten more ambition? You know, mm-hmm. would he have become more Slytherin if he had been around people who were that way? Yeah, you like, know? what would his rivalry look like with Draco? You know, if they're it, in the I, same... I don't even think it would have been a rivalry well, necessarily. I think he, they wouldn't have been, they still probably wouldn't have been friends, right? They would have been either rivals or boyfriends. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely the boyfriend. <laughs> rivals turned boyfriends. Yeah, just yelling at each other at one point until they start kissing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, maybe. But Draco wanted to be his friend, so maybe he would have. Who knows? Yeah, but Harry was pretty clearly not a fan of Draco from the beginning. But that's only because he met Ron, right? If he hadn't met Ron, it maybe could have been totally different. No, because, like, him in the shop, oh, he yeah, already didn't he like him. Yeah, yeah, because he said something against Hagrid. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. But again, loyalty. <laughs> loyalty well, that was just, there. like, he's the only person who's ever been nice to me in my life. Yeah, I mean, he's got so, reason to be loyal to yeah. people he's loyal to, yeah. but yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I don't think if he... I think maybe he would have been more ambitious if he had been sorted into Slytherin, but I don't think he would have been harder working if he had been sorted into Hufflepuff. Totally, yeah. So he probably is more Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, what about Ron? Ron. Ron, Ron, Ronald. I think Ron's a Slytherin. He would be a Slytherin, yeah. Because he... What did he see in the mirror of Erised? He saw himself winning the house cup, mm-hmm. being best boy, not best boy, head boy. No, he's not the best boy. <laughs> no, he's, no, Peter's that's Peter. best boy. <laughs> Sam's best boy. <laughs> Neville? My blog about Endgame, I talked about how 
Spider-Man is the best boy. <laughs> Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is the best boy. In our old podcast, Terrace House, you used to get with the best boy. the best boy. That's true. <laughs> Everything we talk about has the best boy. Exactly. <laughs> but not wrong. But it's not wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even in his dreams. <laughs> no. Head boy. Uh, was he also the Quidditch captain? Yeah. Yeah. He was basically the top of everything. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, talk about ambition. <laughs> totally. And I, I guess the one place I wouldn't see it as ambition is that he doesn't have the follow-through, right? It's kind of dreams, but it's not like it's a motivating factor for him. It's like what he would love to have, but it's not something that actually plays a lot of role in his day-to-day life. True, true. Yeah. But he tried really hard to get on the Quidditch team. That's true, that's so true. So I guess... On certain things that he cares about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just doesn't care about grades enough for the head boy to actually pan out. Totally. Which is why neither him nor Harry are Ravenclaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Least house. But uh, I think that it's interesting with Ron to see kind of his failures, right? Because mm-hmm. when he turns from Harry and Hermione in a few different instances, I think you could argue that it's either because he feels like he's been betrayed which could be loyalty, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Hufflepuffian kind of virtue, or because he feels slighted because he's embarrassed or... Well, I would argue... Regardless of ambition. Yeah, I would argue that it's because of his ambition, even if he doesn't have the follow-through for it, mm-hmm. that... I mean, because Crabbe and Goyle were sorted into that. They didn't have any follow-through, but maybe they True. still had the ambition. And so I think it's because... When Harry gets put into the Goblet of Fire, right, and he's a part of the Triwizard Tournament, it's, he got this thing and I didn't, Mm -hmm. right? I would have wanted to do this. He also didn't tell me about it, so it makes me mad. But I don't think it was just that, you know? I think it was, here's another way that he is in the spotlight and I am in the shadow. And I think also when when he left in book seven, Mm -hmm. it was part of that, like, oh, so... It's like I don't even exist here. You're not taking any notice of me. The This woman that I like likes him better or is paying more attention to him or thinks his ideas are good. And I think the Horcrux was really playing off of his, yeah, his desire to be the best mm-hmm. and to be seen that way. And it wasn't. But he, he desires it, yet he doesn't have very good self-confidence. And so I think that's where it plays into his insecurities. Totally. And I think another good example of that is him getting together with Lavender. Yeah. Um, where, you know, he feels... You could argue that he feels betrayed by Hermione when he realizes that she probably snogged Crumb. <laughs> but you could also argue that, yeah, he feels humiliated or he feels insecure or he feels these kinds of things. And this is a... You know, he gets Lavender, who's all up and on him making him feel worthier or yeah, whatever Yeah, I have a be. girlfriend now. Exactly. Somebody wants me because my sister was being really mean to me and saying that nobody did, mm-hmm. you know? And so, again, he has some sort of status there that he coveted. Totally. Yeah, and so it wasn't like, oh, I don't want to be with her because I don't like her and I'm loyal to Hermione. Mm-hmm. That didn't play any role there. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's he's an interesting he's, character yeah, there, definitely too. But, uh, yeah, agreed. Well, then let's go to Hermione. So, Hermione is difficult because she has some Slytherin traits and she has some 
Ravenclaw traits, Mm -hmm. where Ravenclaws theoretically could, you know, thirst for knowledge, right? Which she 100% has. Yep. But it doesn't seem like Ravenclaws thirst for knowledge in everything Mm. so that they will put in that much work for it. And so she she wants to be the top of everything, Mm -hmm. the top in every class. And she gets so frustrated in, you know, ones that she's not doing well in, like divination, right? And so she ends up dropping it because Mm -hmm. she's like, this isn't even worth my time. On one hand, but also, if she was doing super well in it, would she have stayed? Maybe. <laughs> and I mean, probably, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I think that there is definitely an achievement. There is definitely an ambition there. And, like, considering where she goes after, mm-hmm. after the books end, if you get into The Cursed Child, we won't give any spoilers. Not that it's, like, a major spoiler. I mean, that's probably even on, just on Pottermore. Um, but yeah, she does have ambition. She does have drive and she also can be quite cunning, you know? Oh, we need to find out more about the heir of Slytherin. I guess I'll flatter Lockhart into giving me access to this book in the restrictions, restricted section, just so that we can use Polyjuice Potion to get into this other common room and find something out. And I'm going to get the other robes and I'm going to come up with ways to give sleeping drops to the others and like get hairs. And, you know, like she's very cunning. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that she's definitely somewhere between Ravenclaw and Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on where you see her falling in regards to, you know, when she eventually becomes essentially a politician is she like an elizabeth warren politician who was like professor at harvard first and then was just like (laughs) everything's messed up and i need to do something about it (laughs) you know someone who like comes in from the competence and knowledge intellectual side and moves Mm -hmm. into that because of that competence or is it because she actually wants that i mean i think it would come from her gryffindor like these things are wrong Mm. and so now I'm going to do something about it. Totally. Yeah. I don't know. I, she's difficult because she is so, like, her answer is always, let's go to the library, you know? <laughs> but she does have that extra drive that, you know, it's it's not Luna Lovegood sort of knowledge that's like, oh, I'm interested in some of these things, but, like, I don't have to be the best of every class. And mm. I don't have, you know? So, like you, you know, you're a Ravenclaw, but you have in the past not had good grades. This is true. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't compete with the rest of the class. I compete with what I think I value this class, how I value the class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think for a lot of Ravenclaws, that could be totally. the, that could be how they are. But other ones would really want to get, you know, top scores. But also we do have to look at, she wasn't just like, oh, what is this book that you have, Harry? It's giving other mm. ways to do it. That would be a knowledge like, Ooh, a perk up. I want to know more and more and more about how to do potions other ways. It's you're doing better than me now. And that bugs me because we don't even know if we can trust this book, you know. And But I think part of it was that ambition. Like she always puts in hard work and she excels. Mm. And to have somebody excel over her, that for her, I think, was a Slytherin thing. And a Ravenclaw would be like, 
ooh, you can squash this thing instead of cut it. I wonder how that changes, Mm -hmm. like, what is actually happening in the potion. Funnily enough, though, I also see that as an example of where she's not very resourceful because she she has such faith in the system that something that goes outside of it she like doesn't feel comfortable taking advantage i know i'd be like okay let me read over your shoulder (laughs) (laughs) okay well we had some other characters planned but our our conversation was so effusive that i think we'll we'll just uh we might just wrap it up there and and leave those ones on the back burner yeah we'll we'll just go with the golden trio (laughs) and be more succinct in future Harry Potter sorting chats. I mean, no promises there. <laughs> yeah, no, we won't. We won't because we could talk about it forever and we do. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is why we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Geek Between the Lines. You can find us on social media by searching for Geek Between the Lines on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. If you want to send us your ideas about where the Golden Trio might otherwise be sorted you can also go to our website bit.ly slash geek between the lines where you can find all sorts of extra content including blog posts and extra episodes and all sorts of fun stuff or go to our patreon site at patreon.com slash geek between the lines where you can join their illustrious ranks uh, get some amazing additional content some goodies all sorts of fun things and of course help us to keep the podcast sustainable Also, your blog post, if you haven't read that yet, you should take a look at Chris's new blog post about being creative with your fandomness. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Your (laughs) fanaticisms. You can hear a little bit about some of the Star Wars RPGs I've played and um, some Created. Yeah, yeah, and done that, yes. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's really cool. We also want to thank Kimberly Taylor Pastel at Lacelet for designing our logo. You can find her designs at lacelet.com or searching for Lacelet on Facebook or Instagram. That's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much again for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, geek out. out.